Hey everyone, welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Sarah M. Eden and I'm here with Tracy Hunter Abramson, Sean Ann Bessie, and Esther Hatch. Um, we've had a lot of episodes here on this podcast about the path to publication, specific writing challenges, and we had a listener suggest an episode idea that I really want to run with today. Um, she had asked about the actual getting words on the page part of writing, what it looks like for a writer when we're doing the actual work of drafting a story. Now, I have a theory, and we're going to test it today to see if it's correct, that just like every author's um, planning phase or lack of planning phase, Tracy, uh, <laughs> their organizational strategy, their publication journey, all of that can look really different from one author to the next. I suspect the way we approach the time we spend actually writing is going to be really different as well. So I'm going to start out by kind of explaining what my uh, writing okay. sessions look like. And we're going to go through and see how ours compare to each other. A writing session for me is done almost entirely through dictation. Um, I very seldom type while I'm drafting. When I'm getting ready to draft a scene, I put on my dictation headset, which has a really great microphone. It connects via Bluetooth to my phone or my computer, depending on where I'm at and what I have with me. And I have an outline for the scene I'm about to write and I lay it out on the table or the desk, wherever I am, so I can reference it. And then I speak out loud the words that are meant to be on the page, usually while walking around the room that I'm in. Anyone peeking in at me would think I was pacing or really upset about something. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I make faces while I do it. So it's probably really entertaining. Um, once I'm done with that, I read back through the transcription and fix errors because that happens. Oh, we lost Esther. We'll bring her back in as soon as we see her. Um, uh, then once I finish that scene, I finished fixing the dictation errors. Then I uh, outline the next scene and the whole thing starts over again. So that's my uh, writing session and what it looks like. What about you, Tracy? Hey, so for me, I normally start my day. I, I know this sounds a little crazy. I start on the treadmill. Um, I have this old fashioned, it's called an alpha smart Neo. It's an old fashioned writer, um, pro word processor. And I just literally put it just on my treadmill and I start typing and I walk for about an hour. And then after that, I go get on my little exercise bike that has like a little desk attached to it. <laughs> and then I do another hour there. And then I spend way too many hours staring at a wall while I'm sitting at my desk thinking I should write a few hundred more, a few hundred more words because I'm not done yet. So the first two hours, I get way, way more done than I do the rest of my day. So, so that you write, is how I... You write while walking on a treadmill. Yes, I walk um, while writing. That's my favorite. That's my most productive spot. So my question is, how? Like, I'm trying to picture it in my head. Okay. I probably end up on my face with the treadmill slowly rubbing <laughs> okay. off my nose. How? So, okay, let me put a caveat here. I am not running while I am doing this. I am walking on the treadmill, not okay, running Okay, well, then I'm the not treadmill. impressed anymore. I, I oh, know. but you're still mobile. I, I'm, I'm still moving, but I have not impressed Sarah, so I've now failed at life. So, I, yeah, I, so basically, you know where you normally would put your book on, you know, like to read a book on while walking on the treadmill? And I know some of the newer ones don't have this, but I have, I actually have two treadmills because in case, like, they have different... Um, where you put the little brackets are a little different. So depending on what I'm doing, I'll use a different one. But um, 
But anyway, so I'll just put it on there and I just literally type while it's kind of at an angle and I just do that. So when I go to hotel hotels and I'm booking a hotel, I will look at the pictures of their gym to see if they have, if the treadmills have what I would, would hold up my little word processor so that I will know if I can actually work. Cause I was devastated one time when I went to a hotel and it, it had a newer treadmill. And so it, it didn't work. And I was just, it was very sad day. <laughs> I don't know how people walk for an hour if they don't have something to write. It's very sad. So. Wow. See, and I would have stopped it. I don't know how people walk for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh man. What about you, Sean? What, what does your writing? Well, compared like? with you two, I am so incredibly boring. It's just amazing. <laughs> I just sit at a desk or a table like a normal person and I just have my laptop in front of me. Um, I think the only thing that maybe is a little bit different for me is that I do put my laptop up on a stand. Um, I found that if I'm working lots of hours on my computer and I'm looking down at it too long, it makes my neck ache. So I tend to raise it up on a stand. Um, and when I'm first starting a story and I'm still trying to figure out the pieces of the story and the characters, I need it to be fairly quiet. When I'm further along in the story, then I can usually just zone out everything and, and kind of dive in. So early so on, boring. quieter environment is better for you. Like how quiet? Are you one where it just needs to be silent or is it a low din of noise works for you yeah like, no quiet. I mean I I have five children they're not all home right now but total silence when I first started writing was completely impossible, impossible. Uh, now it's a little bit more possible um but no I it doesn't have to be completely silent but I I can't have a lot of distractions so right, what about know. you Esther well, I'm feeling a little lazy with the treadmill conversation because my like number one thing is I love to have my feet up. Like, like so I'm, I write in a lazy boy recliner with my computer on my lap. And that way, I don't know. I was going to say, so my feet don't get tired. I don't know. <laughs> but like sitting down at a desk or a chair, I just, I can't do that for very long. And apparently I can't walk and write. Well, I haven't tried it. I should try it. We have a treadmill now. I should give it a shot. Um, and so for me, and I like it quiet, like, and I do have children so, <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of slow to start. Like, I feel like I have not gotten to the point where I can sit down and say it's my writing time and boom, I'm off. I feel like it takes me like almost an hour of like little rituals, including wasting some time and then like 300 slow murky words and then boom, I'm off. So after all of that, <laughs> I can get going. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually heard a lot of writers say that anytime they sit down to write those that just the getting started yeah. is, is hard. It's just getting the words to start flowing. Have you found anything that helps on those days when those you know first 300 murky words are, are proving extra difficult? Um, for me, like, I feel like just knowing that sometimes those are extra difficult is helpful for me. Um, so that I can push through them. <laughs> so, so that's, that's one of the things that helps me is just knowing that that's an issue and it's normal. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. Yeah. It doesn't mean I can't be a writer. Um, so when I 
yeah, that, that's my main thing is just knowing it there. But definitely like writing sprints has also helped me be less distracted. So I will get together with other authors and kind of they cheer me on and, and it's got to start and a stop time for like 25 minutes or 30, 30 minutes or whatever you choose. And it's, it's like that pressure. For sure. Yeah, I think there's there's so much uh, good to be had when we talk about the challenges and the processes because it helps us realize some of what we experience is normal but also that it's okay that what we do is different from each other. And I know looking back, my, what a writing session looks like for me has changed a lot over the years. And that's another part of my theory. I think our writing strategies change. Um, I'm gonna start back with Esther again. Has yours changed from when you first started dabbling in writing? Oh, for sure. And I did start dabbling. That's a good way. That's exactly how I started. And so <laughs> when I first started, I had a critique group and every two weeks we'd show something. So like uh, the two week deadline would come. I'd be like, oh, okay, I better write something. I had no intention of necessarily doing anything with my writing. So that was the only thing keeping me going. When I started taking it seriously, I decided to write a thousand words a day and get my book done much faster. Because the first one, when I dabbled, took two years and it wasn't ever edited. So it's not even a finished product. Um, so, but when I had small children, I'd write at night, um, because that's the time I had, I also was still like, just was new and exciting. And I didn't have that murky start. Usually I could just get right in because it was so fresh and fun. And I had like this fire to get this book done. Um, I wish I could get some of that back now, that determination (laughs) to really, um, just like sit down and work and write and like that it was the most important thing of my day because now I'll make my list of all the things I have to do today and I get almost everything of them like almost everything done usually which is a good thing I make the list because the last thing and I don't put it last but the thing that I do last is usually like write a thousand words right and so I like that I have a list because there's something about it where I feel like I feel completely unproductive unless I get those words done so luckily with my list, I cross off things and I'm like, oh, okay, I actually did a lot of things today. I just right. didn't get my writing done. So I'm not completely unproductive. So um, yeah, now it's a lot of tricks and learning, like writing sprints with other people and um, blocking out time versus like finding any minute I was happy to just sit down and write before when right. I was earlier. Yeah. Right. Who else? <laughs> I love hearing how we've changed over the years. Go for it, Sean. <laughs> well, like I said, when I first started writing, I had five young children and a newborn. And so I felt like I stole time to write. Um, I would put the dinner in the oven, set the timer for 25 minutes, and then I would hurry and write for 25 minutes. And then the timer would go off and I'd be back in the kitchen. Um, I also did a lot of my plotting while I was doing other things, while I was doing the dishes, while I was driving my children to piano lessons, I would think through what needed to come next in the story so that when I did have those short 15, 20, 25 minutes, I could write it down rather than thinking through, okay, what should come next when I'm actually sitting at the computer. Um, Now that I am an empty nester, um, I am able to spend much longer on the computer and so I have been able to write more um, and I tend to do more thinking at the computer because I I have that extra time 
So, yeah, I think I think it's gone from stealing time to scheduling time. That's probably the biggest yeah. difference. Yeah. And I think for me, it's always been scheduling time. It's just a matter. It's always it keeps changing. Like it started out as soon as the kids went to bed. I was so excited that I could go have my time to write. And then after a while, it was like my kids were getting up really early for school. And so then it was all right. As soon as the kids, you know, I have to get them up for school anyway. So I'll steal a little bit of time while they're getting ready. And then then it turned into as soon as my son was napping and the other kids were in school, I, I would like I would literally I put down the garage door. I would un, like I would ignore the phones. All the kids knew to like if there was an emergency at school, call twice because the first call I'm not answering <laughs> but if somebody called twice right in a row that I knew, oh, yeah, I actually have to answer it. <clears throat> so but then after a while, I finally discovered I, I was actually editing on the treadmill. I was like, you know, it's too bad that I can't write on the treadmill because I was missed. I couldn't figure out a way to work, put in my exercise and writing and writing kept beating the exercise because I liked it better. Not surprisingly. <laughs> And um, so finally, I was like, wait a minute, I wonder if this would fit. And I figured out that I could jerry rig it because this is, I mean, there's like exercise desks now you can put on treadmills and stuff, but this was before anyone was doing this. So, so anyway, so I've been doing that ever since. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. And in addition to changes in when I write, which I see that theme running through, I think that happens when you're, especially a mom with kids at home, like when you find time for it changes. Um, in addition to those changes, I actually used to type all of my books, but I have a, what I call a cocktail of degenerative diseases and I'm slowly losing the use of my hands. And so I really can't type for long periods of time, but knowing this was coming because it's the, the nature of the beast, as it were about six ish years ago, I realized I needed to teach myself to dictate because eventually it would be the only option I had. So um, when I first started doing that, I hated it. It's such a shift in the way you think through things and the way you process them. When you can hear what you're writing, like it's so hard to not jump into editor mode and start getting, you know, self-conscious or picky about what you're writing, just learning to let the words flow. So when I first started, I typed everything and now I dictate almost everything. So that was a big, a big shift for me over the years. So we've covered like what it looks like now, what your writing sessions maybe used to look like. Um, I am curious about one more thing. Is there a like a quirky or strange or maybe unexpected aspect of a writing session of yours that people might be surprised about? I don't think other authors would be surprised about this one, but <laughs> for like as, as I've learned as I've part of this community, I think this happens a lot, but for me, I'm surprised at how often some of my best scenes come to me while I'm in bed late at night, like maybe even been asleep and then wake up and a thought is in my brain or just when I'm doing dishes, something where my brain kind of checks out normally and then scenes will come to my head, like dialogue and, and scenes. And I have to just immediately write them down, like, so I will text them to myself, like I'll send myself a text because I'll just have my phone with me or something like that. And it will just be like straight dialogue or something. And it's usually never the part of the book where I'm at. Like when I'm sitting at my lazy boy, not my desk, <laughs> the word, they, they, everything comes in order. But sometimes those scenes are flashes from before, um, or, or I mean, usually later, maybe before. And there's some of my best scenes, I feel like usually, and I always love 
when I'm writing an order and I get to that because I get to copy and paste it from my text chain and then just pick it up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's that scene that I love. And we finally made it to it. That's great. That's so fun. Well, this is this is when I get to show that I don't just sit and stagnate the entire time, <laughs> even though I'm not on the treadmill. But oh, no. I think my quirky thing is I, like most people, I can't sit for long periods of time without doing something. And so I get up, oh, maybe every hour, hour and a half, and I have to do something physical. And so what I've done is I have doubled that up with my housework. So I will get up and clean bathroom and then I'll go back to writing and then I'll get up and empty the dishwasher and go back to writing or I'll put a load of laundry in. So then by the end of the day, I have some of my household chores done and I haven't just been sitting the whole time, but hopefully I have some words done in between. This is so. when I mark my episode as like, do not let my husband listen to this. <laughs> 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 be like, well, okay. Why don't you do that? <laughs> but here's the downside. The downside is that I have been to a few writing retreats and I'm just here to tell you that they don't want you getting up every hour to vacuum around their feet or... <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work. And so I, sometimes I'll resort to the Sarah method where I'm just pacing, but it doesn't fulfill me the same way as cleaning a toilet does. I would volunteer to host the next writing retreat. If I'm you'll just, vacuum my floors. I yeah. would leave the vacuum out. It's just all good. leave the dusters, leave the cleaning supplies. <laughs> We're good. Oh. I, I think for me, it's... the obviously riding on a treadmill usually does surprise people and everyone's like, how do you do that? And I'm, I think I actually do have a picture of me riding it on a treadmill at some point, but I think the other thing that surprises a lot of people and it probably not so much in the writing community is that those of us who do this professionally, like we have learned that um, we don't like wait for a muse. It's on a schedule. It is time to write. I'm sitting down and whether, even if it's, you're fighting through those first few hundred words or the, especially at the beginning of a story, when those of us who don't plan actually have to figure out like say names of characters and what's going to happen and where is it happening um we we do it on command and it's like it's we just fight through it if it's not working and and we'll keep going until it does low command at the beginning (laughs) yes it is on command with the caveat that it's it doesn't always sluggish work at the beginning <laughs> but it's, but you think so, so many people say oh if i only have the time to write and we have time to write because we've chosen to have time to write it's yeah it doesn't just happen but also right. that it's okay to change our routines if something isn't working for us like right. you know i my first few just like esther was saying those first few hundred words i'm always that way when i don't know what's happening which is most of the time but i found that <laughs> when I'm in motion, it comes faster. And so it's just a trick that's worked for me, but other things are going to work for different people. Right. Fantastic. I think something people would be surprised at with me, unless they follow me on social media, is I'll start a writing session listening to very specific songs that for me, I associate with a character or a moment in a book to kind of get my head in the right headspace. And then obviously it gets turned off to dictate or else the music lyrics would just be intertwined <laughs> in all of my books. It wouldn't make any sense. So that's something I do to get ready for a writing session. So I feel like, ladies, we have proven my theory. All of us take a different approach to writing. The way we approach it has changed over time. Um, and it's not only like normal and okay. I think it's great that you learn to be flexible and learn what works for you. Uh, so 
going to ask our listeners, what's something surprising you've learned about the writing process, whether through a podcast, a discussion, through your own writing, whatever it might be? Find us on social media and let us know in the comments of this video. We always love hearing from you. And please pass on any episode ideas you have for us. Um, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Between the Lines. Thank you.